North Idaho News of the Week is brought to you in part by Evergreen Realty, commercial and residential property listings. Online at evergreen-realty.com. Good morning. You have tuned in to North Idaho News of the Week. This is 88.5 KRFY Panhandle Community Radio. I'm Jack Peterson, and I'm here with Chris Bessler. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Jack. How are um, you? I'm doing very well on the very first day of March. And with us this morning is Lauren Reichenbach. She is a reporter for the Bonner County Daily Bee. Good morning, Lauren. Good morning. Uh, it's been a somewhat busy week, and we can get right to it. Also a snowy week, uh, and I'll... I can mention that a little bit later, too. Uh, the The big news, I believe, this week comes from the Bonner County Board of Commissioners, locally anyway. Um, a couple of real headline news items. Uh, a tort claim was filed by Rick Kramer against Commissioner Luke Amit, Commissioner Steve Bradshaw, and Bonner County, uh, alleging deprivation of rights, false arrest, and defamation on events that took place on January 26th. He filed the uh, tort claim on February 26th. In the prosecutor's office, uh, Deputy Prosecutor Scott Bauer uh, also filed legal action. He filed a suit against Bonner County over uh, Deputy Clerk's job description. Um, and the, uh, the, the use of uh, Deputy Clerk, I guess, uh, in the, the official... Um, record of her employment. Uh, Ron Korn announced his candidacy for District 3 County Commissioner in the Republican primary May 19th. He has been a candidate for office before, and he will be running against the incumbent Luke Ahmet, who is the chair of the Bonner County Commission, uh, also in that race. Announced thus far is Dmitry Borisov, and uh, we'll know more once the actual filing candidate filing uh opens which it has not yet that's later this month i think actually possibly next week yeah that's the 15th actually is the deadline oh okay 15th yeah it's it's open now they could file Did it, it open they, well actually i think, I think they it's filed starting the 9th through the 15th i believe is it just okay. that one week okay. yeah it's, but, I, but they have to be filed by the 15th to get yeah. on, yes. the, on the ballot um moving on to city news here in the city of sandpoint more uh, legal action. A tort claim was filed by Sandpoint Chocolate Company against the city, the Sandpoint Police Department, Chief Corey Coon, and three officers uh, over a raid that took place at the Sandpoint Chocolate Company uh, in, I believe that raid took place in the fall of last year, and uh, no uh, no legal action was, take, or was taken after that. Um, no criminal charges were filed or anything after that so now there's a there's a tort claim in process to kind of determine what happened there uh parking restrictions will not be resumed here in the city of sandpoint in spite of the weather because uh, they they lifted those just last week and then we got one of the biggest snowfalls of the year uh coming our way but 
in in progress right now, but uh, they will not be putting those restrictions back in place, and we are going to just let the weather take care of it, I guess. That's how you get <laughs> snow right there. That's so. right, yeah. Bring an umbrella, and it, and it won't rain, and yeah, yeah. lift yeah. the parking restrictions, it'll snow. Um, how about the Lake Pondery School District? Enrollment opens today, March 1st, for 1st through 12th graders. Uh, kindergarten registration is going to be uh, an, it take place at an in-person event on March 21st at all of the schools that have kindergartens in our area. You go in person to your zoned school, and that's how you register for kindergarten. Uh, this is notable because it is a little early in the year um, for that to be happened. It's part of the, I think, part of the open enrollment initiative has made the process of enrolling a little more uh, involved than it was previously. Um, there's more going on, especially at the state level, but for now, that's enough local news, I think. Um, what uh, what should we talk about first? Well, County uh, commission stuff? I, I think so. We have yeah. Lauren here. She has some mm-hmm. insights on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Lauren... Uh, it has been an extremely busy week, couple of weeks really, at the uh, Bonner County Commission, um, not just internally at the commission, but obviously legal action being filed against certain certain of the commissioners in the county as a whole. Um, we've talked about this on the air before on this show, but really we've al- always just been kind of touching on it. Um, the Now that there's a, a lawsuit filed, I think things are perhaps going to become more clear what happened on January 26th that led to all this. Yeah. So I think it really started before January 26th. There's just been a lot of, you know, tension and unrest in the county commissioners meetings. A lot of people getting up and talking out of turn because uh, Chairman Luke Ahmed doesn't recognize them, doesn't always allow comment during any of the agendized item, doesn't always allow public comment as a whole. And I think it's caused a lot of frustration and a lot of people kind of lash out about it. And on January 26th, there was a special meeting that happened and started out very normal. Everything was very peaceful. And um, it was just Luke Ahmet and Chairman or not Chairman Commissioner Bradshaw there. And at the beginning of the meeting, as soon as they opened, he announced that Dave Bowman and Rick Kramer were trespassed and asked them to leave. And neither of them really wanted to leave. And that just kind of got out of hand very quickly. The police were called. They were placed under under citizen's arrest um, and then ultimately were arrested by Sandpoint police, but were not booked into the jail. Um, citizen's arrest is something I have heard of, of course. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen it in practice. What is it, What did that look like? What did, I mean, did it become physical? Was there was it where they like restrained by? other members of the, I mean, other other people present, or how did that work? I don't believe so. I wasn't there. I actually yeah. didn't even know there was a special meeting going on because they kind of mm. pop up out of holes in the ground. Um, yeah. But from what I've heard, it was not physical. It was pretty, pretty mm. calm. I mean, they obviously were upset. They didn't want to leave. Um, so it was pretty, pretty tenacious. Um, mm. But I don't believe it became physical at all. So, yeah. Um, so they were, but they were trespassed. They were announced before even anything else had happened during the meeting, they were 
Yes. So Amit sent both of them an email. I believe it was half an hour-ish, maybe, before the meeting started. Um, Mm -hmm. According to both men, neither of them saw the email because they were already at the meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he immediately announced they were trespassed. And the first thing that happened is they went into a recess and waited for the police to be called. Mm -hmm. Um, The police showed up and did remove both men from the meeting. And then things went on. I think it was scheduled after that. Yes. Yes. And I believe I haven't heard anything straightforward, but I believe there's some tension between the police and the sheriff's office because the police arrested them and then the sheriff refused to book them into the jail. Mm. So I'm not really sure what's going on there, but I've heard there's some there's some scuffling going on between the two departments right now. Yeah, uh, that's not totally surprising. And in fact, I mean, the fact that the Sandpoint City Police were called instead of the sheriff's office mm-hmm. uh, is also kind of notable. Yeah. Uh, and I think immediately after that, there was some clarification it, just at the city level, uh, or they asked for clarification in terms of what what should be done in the future, should the police be called. Uh, I'm not sure how that resolved um okay so they were they left have they been and then they have not been able to return to the building since then or have they been back bowman came back um for the next meeting and he was trespassed again or notified that he was trespassed again and he Mm -hmm. again refused to leave and so sandpoint police was called again and he was arrested and i believe he was booked that time and was let out on bail um and then neither men have been back since Okay. Um, and they immediately began working on a, a tort claim. I was going to say lawsuit. I guess yes. it's a little different. but yeah. um, From what mm-hmm. I've heard, I believe that Dave Bowman is planning to sue the county, but I don't believe anything has come to fruition yet. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, Rick Kramer did file a tort on Monday, and he's asking for $750,000 in damages. Yeah. Uh, deprivation of rights, false arrest, and defamation by implication were mm-hmm. cited in the uh, in the claim. Um, well, okay. And then this, how how was the uh, response to these uh, this action at the uh, Tuesday meeting of the Bonner County Commissioners? I don't think it was received well. I don't believe that the commissioners fully knew about it because Mm -hmm. the way they were talking made it sound like they weren't aware of the tort claim at that time. Um, But I know they did go into an executive session to talk about the whole trespass scenario and potential settlements with both men before anything went further with torts and lawsuits. Um, And I'm not sure if any decision was reached. I would highly doubt that any was reached, but. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that does seem kind of doubtful doubtful um what else uh what else was on the agenda this week at the um at the commissioner's meeting do you know that was Uh, pretty much the big stuff yeah yeah. the commissioners didn't have any agendized items so it was just department heads yeah but they did it's open now to public comment this time and they've i mean they changed that policy which was yes yeah it's uh-huh. kind of 50-50 on if everyone is allowed to speak or not, because the following week, or the previous week, um, no one who signed up online was given the opportunity to speak. Right. Where Did they take comment from people online this time? They did, yes. Okay. 
Um, I know we were kind of trying to figure out last week, uh, we were, we were reading the reports and trying to figure out if there was going to be a special meeting just for public comment or how that was going to work. Cause I think that that was the main topic of conversation at last week's meeting. Yeah, that's pretty unclear. Um, I reached out to Luke Amit for further clarification and I didn't get a whole lot of straightforward answers, but I believe that they're trying to plan some kind of special meeting with all of the department department heads and the commissioners just for public comment and questions to be answered on various topics. I have no idea when that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The uh, Bonner County Republican Central Committee member, Dan Rose, uh, apparently at the meeting gave the commissioners, uh, just the two, uh, Luke Amit and Steve Bradshaw, a affidavits of maladministration of county officers oath of office signed by himself and Richard Gray. Um, the affidavits demand that Bradshaw and Amit restate their oaths of office using the language from the Idaho constitution. Um, they, uh, the affidavits allege that the commissioners added words to their, uh, to their oath of office and that, Therefore, they are not entitled to the powers granted to them by the people. Um, also, Dave Bowman, the aforementioned Dave Bowman, uh, also spoke at the at the meeting, uh, encouraging voters not to reelect Amit in the upcoming May twenty first Republican primary election. Um, busy day, yes. at, <laughs> busy, busy week, week. At, <laughs> yeah, at the at the county commission. Uh, and elsewhere in the county, over in the prosecutor's office, uh, Scott Bauer has filed a lawsuit against the county as well, um, which at first, at first blush, maybe seems a little confusing or uh, trivial. You know, it's uh, it's about somebody's um, per- perhaps being uh, mis misfiled under the you know in in the human resources department uh, uh, deputy clerk, but it sounds like. Uh, what it comes down to is a question of who that who that person, who that deputy clerk should be reporting to, whether that person should be reporting directly to the prosecutor's office or whether they should be reporting to the county commissioners, which are oftentimes at odds. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> is that a fair summary of kind of what <laughs> what the suit is about? Yeah. So um, Scott Bauer, I believe January... I want to say 13th or 30th. I get those. The, there's a three in there, I'm pretty sure. I can tell you in just a second. Okay. You, you go ahead. But <laughs> all the, it, all the dates jumbled together in my head now. It looks like a th- he, the, the 30th, 30th was okay. when he po- filed the public records. Request. Yeah. So he filed a request to see um, Deputy Clerk Veronica Dixon's um, official job description because um, his lawsuit claims that he believed that she was under his direction. And he wanted to make sure that was correct so uh-huh. he could advise her correctly. Um, and he waited and waited and didn't get anything. And then he is claiming that the job description that he got on February 13th, I believe, mm-hmm. um, was falsified and was a new job description that had been put up to get voted on but hadn't officially been voted on or instated. Okay. So he thinks, basically, he he seems to think that she should be 
reporting to him and yes. the new job description does not state that, but he thinks that should yes. not be in effect. Yes. At least until voted on by the county commission. Yes. Allegedly, the new job description has her reporting to the commissioners themselves, but he believes the old job description, which is the one that I believe is in effect right now, Mm -hmm. um, has her reporting to him. Okay. Um, This is Bauer's, what I think, maybe fourth legal action against the county. I think so. That's kind of all fuzzy to me. I get different answers from everyone. Yeah. Which is, I mean, technically... uh, his employer. Mm-hmm. This may seem like a silly question, but is there? I mean, is it common for uh, for? <laughs> uh, I'll answer that. No, it's oh, not that <laughs> common. Okay, <laughs> thank you, Chris. Uh, and I, I mean, are we are we surprised that he's not uh, that he's still employed with the county or not on some sort of administrative leave or something like that? I am surprised, at mm. least on the administrative leave portion. I've heard a lot of comments um, and concerns about um, conflicts of interest in if he's suing his employer, how is he still giving proper legal advice to that same employer? Um, yeah. And that is a question that hasn't been answered by anybody. So it's interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. I guess on the... The the public comment uh, question, which has been really a raging debate at county commission meetings for months now, it seems like has is that is that fight over? Do we think? Or? No, no, okay, definitely not. <laughs> okay, uh, well, what do you think is going to happen next? I think the situation is going to get worse before it gets better. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I wish yeah. it would get better immediately. Yeah, um, but I believe it's. That's a topic that's going to be fought over for a while because I don't believe that the commissioners and the public see eye to eye on it. So no matter what the commissioners do, no matter what the public does, they're not going to agree on what constitutes public comment and what's allowed to be said during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it, elsewhere in the county, by the way, uh, I forgot to mention this. Brandon Durst is back in the news, having filed a he, he or he intends to sue for one and a quarter million dollars, uh, the West Bonner County School District, um, after his rather contentious term of office as their superintendent. Uh, the yes, what is what is he alleging? Uh, the State Board of Education's decision to deny him an emergency certificate to serve as West Bonner County Superintendent resulted in his loss of employment. So they, uh, he's alleging that um, the let's see, he's going to sue two different education agencies. Perhaps I misspoke there. He's conce- seeking compensatory damages uh, as well as punitive damages due to professional, emotional, and reputational harm. Uh, yes, government agencies have 90 days to respond before the complainant can file a lawsuit. Um, yes, uh, he's he named State Superintendent Debbie Critchfield, State Board Ed- Executive Director Matthew Freeman, Board President Linda Clark, and West Bonner County Tracy Rocho as involved or witness to the alleged injury. Um, yeah, that, and then it, the story goes on to kind of recap his whole 
uh, contentious term there, which we don't need to do right this second. But, but that was that was a, a major story last year, and apparently not quite over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, that's that's your legal news <laughs> from the west part of the county. Yeah, yeah. from the mm-hmm. west part of the county. Yeah, if you didn't get enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the how how's the mood at the county meetings now that public i mean now that public comment is back well are, are the commissioners kind of receiving these comments well do they respond when a when a pointed public comment is made or do they just it's very 50 hmm. 50 yeah none of the meetings are very cohesive mm-hmm. one to the other um sometimes they're received well. Sometimes they're not received well. Um, I believe the only commissioner who really responds to any of them is Commissioner Asia Williams, mm-hmm. who tries to give answers to questions that are asked. But other than that, it's usually just like, thank you for your comments. Mm-hmm. Next person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this upcoming election, there's two county commission seats up. That's Luke's and Luke has filed for re-election. Mm-hmm. He's got one opponent so far declared. Uh, the other seat is the seat held by Steve Bradshaw. He has two opponents. He has he two opponents, yes. but but he hasn't himself actually filed, has he? Uh, Luke has two opponents. Yeah, right. And I don't believe oh, Bradshaw's is running for okay, re-election. That's right, that's right. Oh, you don't? Uh, well, yeah. Well, he, not, he hasn't declared he yet. He has not yes. declared yet. But I would he's... not think that he is going to, but I could be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Ron Korn uh, announced his candidacy this week for... District three seat, which would be Luke Ahmed's uh, seat, so he will face two. Okay, um, that's right. Ron Corn is the, the new one yeah. there, along with Dmitry Borsov. You said earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and for the D- District one seat held by Steve Bradshaw, it's Brian Domkey and Brian Riley that are the two declared candidates there. So this election will it may end up being a referendum on all the stuff that's going on at the county if they mm-hmm. if if Luke is. Uh, wins again that would probably indicate that most of the county <laughs> is standing behind Luke's handling or attempt to handle the way uh things are public yeah. comment thing is happening there um i would yeah I'd, I'd agree with that i would say also um the there is no well the the election in Bonner County is almost entirely determined by the uh, Republican primary results, usually anyway, in in, in recent years. Uh, but no Democrats or independents uh, have announced any intent to file their candidacy uh, in November. So right now it looks like whoever wins that, uh, uh, the primary in May, may be running unopposed for the seat. So far. So far. But, but we have, again, until March 15th for yeah. them to file to get on the primary ballot. So mm-hmm. uh, it will be interesting to see yeah. uh, what how that continues to develop there. Yeah. Um, the uh, the sheriff is also, Sheriff Wheeler is also up for re-election. Uh, and I have not heard of anybody uh, throwing their hat in the ring for the sheriff's office. He will be running... I think for his fifth term, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The prosecutor's also up for re-election yes. this year. Oh. And I has, haven't heard anyone running, yeah. even. Is he going for re-election? I have not heard oh. mm-hmm. anything from him so far. Yeah. So. 
who knows, maybe we won't have a prosecutor next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I assume there's a way to handle that, which probably would be the county would hire somebody or appoint somebody to that yeah. position uh, if nobody ran. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hmm? Indeed. Um, the Should we talk at all about what's going on down in Boise? Or is that too too much of a... <laughs> hornet's nest well, to kick right do, now do you do you have uh some concise uh, information oh. to relate there there's a whole lot of bills that are pending right now i know yeah i only have yes i only have everything pending um i was going to try and look at just what our uh local representatives are up to um i know that uh state senator uh scott herndon now this this is not a advanced but uh herndon has um i guess i guess it's not even before committee yet but he has uh, drafted a bill s1374 uh weapons in public property to prohibit nonprofits as well as civic groups and businesses from restricting firearms being brought into their free public events uh when renting or leasing public property uh notable because uh herndon this seems directly related to actions he took in Bonner County when he was a private citizen before uh, representing the uh, representing the district at the state level. Um, the bill would, yes, allow uh, or or force uh, force nonprofits to allow firearms to be brought into their public events if uh, it's held on public property such as the festival point. standpoint um, yes mm -hmm. but that's if it's a free public event is that correct that's that's what i read here and of course the uh -huh. the festival is a paid public event so i'm i've been a little unclear i haven't had a chance to clarify it with uh yeah senator herndon you know what or, or seen it uh -huh. clarified it, it, how that impacts an event like the festival yeah uh, if that language is correct and i don't know if it's really worth spending a lot of time on because again it hasn't even got into committee and it would have to get out of committee no to yeah. uh to progress um to the full legislature for a vote but yeah uh that's that's true yeah we don't have to dwell on that just uh just yet little, but yeah. of course this this uh uh session is going to wrap up pretty fast now because they're trying to get back and uh to campaign. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, yeah, they is. predicted this would be a shorter session. It would be over yeah. in March, and it's been running into April, uh, yeah. more recent years. That's <clears throat> um, uh, as long as we have Lauren here. What here's what I have for our candidates so far. And again, because the the filing window is not currently open, uh, this is just people who have. Declared, yeah, yeah. De declared their candidacy, but it's not it, they have not filed. Um, I have for House Seat One A, uh, Cornell Razor has declared, and there is a Democrat who's declared for that seat, Karen Mathy, uh, for House Seat One B. Well, the incumbent uh, there, who's also declared, is Mark uh, Mark Sauer. Oh yes, of course. <clears throat> Sorry, um, for One B, Catherine Larson uh, has declared. She's a Democrat. Uh, for I don't think I have a. It's the seat, the seat held by Sage Dixon currently, and Sage is not running for re-election. There are two um, declared 
Republican candidates there, okay. Chuck Loman and Jalen Peters. Oh, Jalen Peters, that's and, right. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Peters currently sits on the mm-hmm. Lake Monterey School District yeah. um, Board of Trustees. Um, the seat held by Scott Herndon in the Senate, uh, Jim Whitward has declared uh, his candidacy in the Republican primary against Herndon. Uh, Woodward formerly held that seat, um, and I have heard that Steve Johnson uh, is considering running again as an independent uh, for that seat as well. Um, in Here in the county, in District 1, we have Brian Domke and Brian Riley. Uh, that's the seat currently held by Commissioner Bradshaw, which uh, you think he's probably not going to run? That is correct. Yeah. Uh, district 2 is not up for re-election until 2026. That's Asia Williams District. And then Luke Amit's district, uh, District Three, Amit has declared his candidacy again. Dmitry Borisov and Ron Korn, which we mentioned before. Did I miss any candidates? Is anybody uh, thinking of running that we uh, that that news hasn't reached KRFY's ears yet? Not that I know of. Yeah, that's everyone so far. Okay. There, there's also a uh, Bonner County assessor election, and the. Uh, Incumbent Dennis Englehart has announced he's up, um, going to have his hat in the ring again. Okay, uh, he was appointed to the seat in 2023, mm-hmm. um, so he is the incumbent, but by appointment. He's brand new. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. But he will be. Yes, he will be running for. I guess it's. There's a word for that. It's not re-election. It's uh, confirmation or something. Um, yes, and we have. Uh, uh, again, the sheriff is running as well, and I think that's unopposed. And you you mentioned that the prosecutor has no candidates for it. So well, far, So yes. far, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and speaking mm-hmm. of election matters, at 11 a.m. tomorrow, that's Saturday, March 2nd, it's the um, Republican Presidential Caucus. Oh, yes. Uh, so if you're a registered Republican, be sure to get out for that. Uh, there are... Uh, 11 or 12, there are 12 uh, caucus locations around Bonner County. So you, depending on which precinct you're in, you need to go to your proper uh, caucus location. And uh, you're voting on either uh, former President Donald Trump or Nikki Haley or Ryan Binkley. Actually, there's three other candidates that you'll see on, I'm not sure if it's a, I guess it's a ballot, Um uh, but they've all withdrawn. So it's the three, you're really deciding between those three. And to find out more about caucus uh, locations and time and see the candidates, go to the Republican Central Committee website. It's bonnergop.org. Well, okay. And uh, we're we're now over time. We're over time. Let's do throw one shout out. Uh, yeah, as Lauren mentioned when she came in, the the uh, Sandpoint High School boys are down at the state playoffs. They made it to the state playoffs this year mm-hmm. for the 4A classification. Unfortunately, they lost yesterday to Pocatello. Um, as Sandpoint High was a at eight seed, Pocatello was the first seed, so Pocatello is the favored yeah. uh, uh, school to win this thing. Um, but there will be a constellation game today. I think it's at 4 p.m. and they're Sandpoint High will be up against the five seed Twin Falls. Okay, so there, a little bit of sports. All right, put a bow on it. Uh, very good. Um, there's a comp plan working session planned here in the city of Sandpoint for March 13th. If you're interested in 
having your voice heard on the city comprehensive plan. Uh, we'll talk more about that before it happens because the 13th is still about two weeks away. Hey, one more headline okay. from the Daily Bee. Uh-huh. Kind of relates to mm-hmm. KRFY. Uh, there's a new locally produced radio program called Community Character Hour that kicked off on Monday. Kind of made me think of the comprehensive plan, actually. The, we talked about, um, or mostly Heather Upton and Hannah Combs talked about uh, city planning, kind of the history of city planning uh, globally, and it also uh, here the history of standpoint moving from the east side to kind of a more planned structure yeah early, early uh, standpoint was really all along the sand creek peninsula and then yeah. it came across the uh, sand creek and developed out yeah to where we see standpoint now yeah. um and that is a monthly program that's a monthly program but we will air it twice per month so that'll air again uh not this coming monday but the monday after that and mm-hmm. um we will also have uh it will be online uh, on our website, in fact, it is right now. If you go to our front page, you'll find a, a link to it there. K-R-F-Y.org, yeah. Uh, you just reminded me of one other radio-related thing, uh, news of the weird. This comes to us, a little, little internal uh, messaging. I was sent this notice. A 200-foot radio station tower was stolen without a trace in Alabama. Silencing a small town's uh, community radio station. Really? Yeah, the, they happen? stole the tower, and that is not something I ever even considered a, as a risk here at this station. I don't know. They must really not like the music they're playing. I guess, <laughs> I guess. yeah. Uh, they appear, or A thief or thieves made off with the 200-foot tower shutting down WJLX radio in Jasper, Alabama. But something like that would seem like it would take many hours. It would be <laughs> very difficult to yeah. steal our tower. Where do I know you that. hide it? <laughs> it must be a piece of a big I'm truck sure. to haul it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, thanks to thanks to our source for uh, that little tidbit. Um, I, think th- I think that's certainly going to do it. Thanks so much, Lauren, for coming in. Thanks um, for having me. People can read your work in the reader, or sorry, in the B, yes. in the Daily B, the, the Daily B. Daily B. Uh, anything you want to mention or plug coming up in the, you know, next week or upcoming issues or anything? I'm just ready for spring. It's almost here. <laughs> uh, seems like it anyway. Um, I think okay. it'll lighten a lot of the moods. Yes, I think I think you might be right. Um, here's hoping. Okay, time for a little Otto's Eclectic Mix, and then um, we'll have uh, the regularly scheduled programming beginning now.